0: Welcome in, my friends, to another episode of Behind the Pen. My name is Mike Rankin, and I will be your host for today's show. And I'm by myself, but that's okay because I'm following up last week's episode with Ricky Widmer and Dave Oster, which we talked a lot of Bears, Bulls conversation as well. It was really fun. You can check out the entire full length episode on Blog Talk Radio backslash. Behind the pen, I'm gonna talk more bears and bulls this week because I can't stop. They just continue to be in the news, even during the off season, the Super Bowl week. The Bears are making headlines, which is good for me because that's all I really talk about is the Chicago Bears. And when it comes to the Bulls, what else am I? I mean, of course I'm gonna talk Bulls. Of course I am. So they're also in the news with some rumors and things. So I'm gonna get into that. My last segment, I don't know what I'm gonna talk about. I'll probably make it up as I go. So we'll see. Hopefully you stay tuned to the entirety of this show, which you can do blogtalkradio.com backslash behind the pen. All of them are laid out there for you. Also, if you go to Blog Talk Radio, our full-length podcast and all of the shows that we offer for you are right there. If you're on YouTube, what's up, guys? You guys are awesome. We are almost at 5,000 subscribers. By the time you listen to this video, hopefully we're past it. But at 5,000, you guys get to Rose Ricky Woodmer. I'm so much looking forward to that. I've been looking forward to that really since I joined Most Valuable Podcast. And that was back when... We had like 800 subscribers on YouTube, so we've grown exponentially over the last year or so, and it's all thanks to you guys. You guys are awesome. Continue to like, comment, share, let us know what you think. Hopefully we continue to entertain you, because I'll be here. I'll be here. Subscribe, Most Available Podcast on YouTube. I'm going to start with the Chicago Bears conversation. I should probably preview what I want to talk about on the Bulls, too. So for the Bears, some names flying around, right? They're making headlines regarding a specific player that I'm talked about before in a couple podcasts here, and it regar- it's regarding the quarterback position. That's Jimmy G. He's going to be in it. Also, with the Bulls, another name flying around. Some rumors. Could this really be happening? The Bulls possibly making a trade? Jaleel Okafor related to the Chicago Bulls in terms of, I don't know, I guess they're interested. So I'm going to comment on that, and then we'll figure it out. Well, let's start with this Bears conversation. Guys, thank you so much for checking in on YouTube. If you're here, drop a like down below. But let me talk about this, because... Boy, this kind of gets me excited a little bit. A little bit of exc- excitement following really what was an abomination of a season, right? 3-13, and 13, so many steps backwards with John Fox's club. Is he going to be back next year? Well, obviously he is now, but there were questions mid-season like, okay, he shouldn't be back. Some made that claim, which you could argue that's fine. But this is it, guys. Like Next season, this offseason is such a huge evaluation period for the progression of this franchise And it goes back to Pace. I think Pace is on a little bit thicker ice than, say, a John Fox. So, I mean, that's not really the conversation we're having right now. But something of note and interest popped up this week. Jimmy Garoppolo, apparently on the Bears' radar. Ryan Pace a huge fan, and this could happen. This could happen. The Patriots have made it clear that they're okay with dealing Jimmy G. Not Jimmy G. Buckets. We'll get to him later. But Jimmy Garoppolo, because apparently, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but Tom Brady looks like he's 30 years old, and he's going to be 40 soon. So I don't know how many years Brady has left. It looks like he could still play for another few. So Jimmy Garoppolo right now, I believe he has one year left before he's a free agent. So this is an interesting time for the Chicago Bears and New England Patriots. And the Bears, if they want to acquire Jimmy G, they have what it takes to get him. They're going to have to give up some stuff, some pretty pretty solid value. I mean, Sam Bradford got a first-round pick. So, ugh. all right, let's dive into this conversation. So apparently Jason LaConfora noted that Ryan Pace is a big fan of Jimmy G and that they're, quote, all in on acquiring the quarterback. Now that's in play. And it's a very interesting conversation to have because the Bears have three picks in the top 70 in this draft, Right. And they may be going. and Teams interested in Jimmy Garoppolo will probably include the Browns. The Browns have two first-round picks, a high second-round pick, right? So they're in. They're in play. Maybe Houston as well. I'm not sure how confident they are in Brock Osweiler. So other teams in play. But I think I, I think the Bears have enough to get this deal done. And I would be a huge fan, guys. I would be a huge fan. I spoke about it before, actually twice twice in consecutive weeks on this show regarding Jimmy Garoppolo. You can check those out. Uh, I I forget the title, but they're there. They're there. You should listen to them. Because I'm a a fan. I'm a believer. I think in acquiring a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, given the current situation of the Bears, it would increase their time frame to relevancy. And I say that because if I look at this roster— Yes, there's positions of need all over the board. Of course, in the secondary, you have to include the secondary. They might totally revamp it. It might be totally different starting next season. We don't know yet. Like, There's so much going on in this draft. It's loaded. So, all right, position in need, quarterback, Bears, right? Quarterback-driven league, yes, obviously. Who among the quarterbacks in this year's draft do you believe – are guys that you want to take a chance on? Many believe Deshaun Watson, Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Kaiser. Those guys are going to be gone before the Bears have their second round pick at thirty six. So if that comes into play, okay, who is left? Brad Kaya, Pat Mahomes. Is he going to be you know a first round pick? Is he rated that high? Davis Webb, Jared Evans, Josh Dobbs, Chad Kelly. Blah, who? Guys, come on. So you're looking at this current quarterback class. There are so many questions surrounding these prospects. And what is it? These quarterbacks are prospects. Now, among all of them, I'm a huge fan of Deshaun Watson. I am. I don't think he's worth the third pick. And by 36, he'll most likely be gone. Right? So I am not taking him at three. If the Bears want to trade back and get him, that's an option too. But if you're going to trade, you might as well trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. At this point, and I tell you this because among all quarterbacks available, you want a guy who's seen NFL experience already. He's been on the field. Yeah, it's limited, very limited, of course. But you have NFL film on the guy compared to not having any on other potential prospects. And you're going to tell me right now that Jimmy Garoppolo is not the highest rated NFL quarterback prospect among all available? Are you kidding me? You're lying to yourself or you're just not paying close enough attention. Jimmy Garoppolo entering his 26-year-old season has three seasons under his belt at the NFL level. He is ready to step in as an NFL starter, and he could be your centerpiece. He could be the guy. So what would it take to acquire him? And that's a great question. The Chicago Bears are in a pretty decent spot. right? They have seven draft picks, two in the fourth round. They don't have a sixth-round pick. So they don't necessarily have to give up the, the number three overall draft pick in the first round. Now, if it comes to that, because the Browns have leverage here, right? They have two first-round picks, a high pick in the second round, and they could also offer more. So if the Bears get their hand played, so to speak, I would back off. I'd fold. I'd say, hell no, I'm keeping the first-round pick, and I'll take Jonathan Allen, Jamal Adams, whatever, right? Most likely Jonathan Allen. You can't give up the third pick. You can't do it in this situation, given the Bears' current construct. On the roster. There's just too many positions of need. And the number three pick. The number three pick is an automatic game changer. An NFL starter. Jamal Adams is ready to go. And if you look at it this way. Well well, you're drafting Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo third overall. But how much more are you giving up for that? you got to understand how valuable that three pick is. I wouldn't do it. But. To take the risk. In acquiring him. And this is a leap. And I would give Ryan Pace a lot of credit for having the balls to pull this move off. Right? Cuz this is the bears we're talking about. Stuff like this doesn't happen all the time. This is an opportunity to accelerate the time frame of relevancy. This is it. If you get Jimmy Garoppolo, they have a second-round pick to offer. They can do it. And maybe a future second. And they could even add in something else. That's how much it would cost to get Jimmy G now is he worth it? I think it's I think the risk is Okay, I would take that risk. I would do it. I would absolutely go after Jimmy Garoppolo and I would commit to this guy as the franchise quarterback the Bears have been looking for. And I mean, this goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway. Cutler's time in Chicago is most likely done. They have until, I believe, March 12th to make a decision on Cutler before they're hit with a guaranteed cap of what is it, 17, 18, 19 million that he's owed for next season? So they have time. I think they can't make a trade until March 9th. So the Bears have about a month to figure this out. And this is an opportunity for them to legitimize their quarterback position. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo has the tools. He's got the size. He's got the arm, the accuracy. He's got the awareness. And, of course, being coached under Belichick, McDaniels, watching the greatest of all time in front of him do it for years and years. And years. Three, exactly. That's a benefit. That's a plus. Now, the question is, can that translate to the Chicago Bears? Because we know that the Chicago Bears organization as a whole is miserable. Absolutely miserable for 51 years, right? They have one Super Bowl win. They've been to it twice. Two times. They got there, building a defense. They didn't have a quarterback. They almost won the Super Bowl. Bears are trying to build their defense again. John Fox, Vic Fangio, that's their specialty. John Fox really hasn't developed a quarterback ever in his career. He lucked out with having Peyton Manning take him to a Super Bowl in which they got obliterated by the Seattle Seahawks, right? Before that, what, Jake DeLome? Really? Do you know what Dowell Loggins and this coach? And by the way, if you haven't really noticed, Bears coaching staffs, are they're dropping like flies. Assistants are leaving. Wide receiver coaches are leaving. That's, just, that's just writing on the wall. I mean, we kind of figured that they knew what was happening. There was major changes going on within this regime, and it's happening in front of our eyes. That's why it's such a critical offseason. And John Fox, Ryan Pace, they're going to be under a microscope. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Because another year similar to this. Now, I I would bet so much money that they don't win three games again. They, they're, they have to win more than three games next year, right? Six, seven, eight, nine wins. That's progression. But it's not really... So much looking at the overall win total. It's just understanding where the Bears are moving towards as a whole, right? Where's the direction of this team going? Do they have an identity? You know, what are their strengths? Because I don't really know much. Their front sevens, you know, they're strong. They're getting to the quarterback, which is really good to see. That, that's probably their biggest strength. Jordan Howard, of course, turned into an absolute stud in his first season. The Bears are very thankful to have him. Interior offensive line, that's a strength. What else? Nothing. That's it. Their wide receiver core, you got that's a problem for pace. So he's got to figure it out, right? Because you can't rely on Marquise Wilson. He's he just hurt all the time. Kevin White, you have no idea what you have with Kevin White. He has skill, but you don't know because he's never on the field. Alshon Jeffery's got to be taken care of. Is he going to move on? The Bears going to franchise him again? Are they going to extend him? You don't know. And to that point real quick, I don't know how... Much Elshon wants to stay in Chicago. I, you know, to me, just from the outside looking in, it looks like he wants to get out. So that's a lot of money coming into play for one player specifically. And speaking of money, if you're going to extend Elshon, what are you going to do about Jimmy G? Because, well, the Bears have $50 million, over $50 million in cap space, and you expect them to make some sort of deal in for agency this year. Well, it's a cornerback, safety. I know Eric Berry's been floating around. It's, you know, the Texans, quarterbacks are involved as well. We're going to keep an eye on that, obviously. The Bears, $50 million in cap space. This is another, and you know what? I have to credit Ryan Pace because he's been savvy in his free agent signing, so that's obviously a good sign. His draft picks, for the most part, have turned out well, right? But this is still a critical offseason for him. But I bring up the money situation because Jimmy Garoppolo will be a free agent after next season. So he has one year under contract, and then you're going to have to pay him. So if you're trading for Jimmy G, you're going to sign him to an extension, and that's got to be done. Quarterbacks don't come cheap. And his first contract may not be exponential, but it'll cost a pretty penny, and you're going to have to invest in a guy, in Jimmy G, and you don't know really what you got yet. right? You're going to see one year of Garoppolo. This is all hypothetical. I'm a fan of it. I want the Bears to get him. But you'll have one year of game film of Jimmy G, barring injury. Obviously, that doesn't need to be said with the Chicago Bears, and then you're going to have to pay him. So, the Bears are apparently interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. Ryan Pace is a really big fan of him. Apparently, he was scouting him out of college in 2014 while he was with the Saints. You know, he's a Chicago guy. You know, I don't know how much that plays into it. You know, if he wants to... Well, he has no choice. But Chicago guy, you know. we well, you need more Chicago guys in Chicago playing for the Bears. They understand bear weather and the traditions of the Bears in Ditka. So, I mean, what do you guys think? Should he come to the Chicago Bears? Should they make this move? If I told you for a couple second-round picks, this year, next year's second-round pick, even maybe next year's first-round pick, right? But then, obviously, the deal would sway either way. But right now, I would call it two second-round picks and something else. Something else. Would you do it? Because I would in a heartbeat. I would absolutely make that commitment. And that's just me. I'm a fan of Jimmy Garoppolo, guys. You're going to have to live with it. I'm a big fan of Jay Cutler. I'll also say that. I'll defend him until the, so- the sun goes down every single day of my life. And I say that because I understand what the Bears went through before Jay Cutler was in Chicago. They had nothing, guys. They had no quarterbacks. Jim Miller was their best. If you're going to say Kyle Orton, get the hell out of here. Don't talk to me because that's not even close. But Jerry Angelo, and this is very similar to what the Bears are going to now, what Jerry Angelo went through in 2009 when he made that commitment to go get Jay Cutler, which I applaud. I was all for it. At that time, the Bears were building something, and they were a quarterback away. They felt like Jay Culler was their guy. Things didn't work out for a multitude of reasons. Culler got hurt in 2011. In a year, they were really good. 2010 took them to the NFC Championship game. They were good that season. 2012 went 10-6. and Lovie Smith got fired. And they made the biggest mistake in franchise history in hiring Mark Tressman. And then from there, it was just terrible. You can put all the blame on Culler you want, for the Bears being into the position they are today. But it, it, it's relevant. It's relevant because it's similar to the situation the Bears are in now committing to Jimmy G. And Jimmy G is the guy to get at this point. So final thoughts on this Jimmy Garoppolo rumor conversation. Remember, Jason LaConfora said that apparently Ryan Pace is interested. He's going to go all in on acquiring Jimmy G. So we'll see what transpires. You know, La Confora sometimes is a little iffy on his sources, but you know, it's a report. I'm going to talk about it, and I hope it comes to fruition because this would be an awesome opportunity for the Bears to return to relevancy. So we look at the situation. The Bears have the resources to acquire Jimmy G. It makes sense for them to do so because of their current state. Do they want to commit to a quarterback? They, they have a number 3 pick, and that's what makes it hard. If they were maybe later in the rounds and they were still looking for a quarterback and later in the first round, I'd probably take a risk on one of these guys. It would probably be worth it. But at 3, no way. And then at second, by the second round, pick 36, these guys are probably off the board. So what are you going to commit to, a later-round quarterback? It's going to be tough. This is a guaranteed NFL starter. Why? Because he's proven that he can do it. And he has NFL experience, three years of NFL development, playing in an NFL system, practicing, doing all of this, learning. And plus he has NFL skills, right? He's got the tools to be a capable NFL quarterback. A lot of scouts consider him to be legit. I would take that risk. I would go for it. All right, some very hot takes regarding the Chicago Bears on that situation. Jimmy Garoppolo apparently rumored to maybe go to the Bears. Ryan Pace is interested. We'll keep an eye on that story. I would be a fan. But we're going to move on because no more Bears. Talking about the Chicago Bulls. And I say rumors because the Bulls are apparently involved in some sort of rumor, and they're interested in looking at Jalil Okafor, because the Sixers are looking to move on from the 21-year-old. Now, this is interesting. Obviously, the Sixers are in the process. Their front court is loaded, right? They have guys like Noel, Embiid, Holmes. Ben Simmons hasn't even taken the court yet. So the Sixers are looking to gain some value for a commodity that they can probably reap. From teams like the Chicago Bulls, in which they have no idea what they're doing. The question is, though, do they match up? Because I'm not really sure that they do. But first, let's talk about Okafor and his value. Obviously, a big man, center, doesn't play defense. He's slow, can't shoot, works hard in the paint, does well on the block, can get you some rebounds. And you know, he if if you look at the Bulls situation, Robin Lopez, Jalil Okafor, Cristiano Felicio, your three big men. How's that sound? Eh. I mean, obviously, Robin Lopez isn't going to be here forever. But for now, how are you going to split up those minutes? And what is it going to take to acquire him? You know, with the with the 76ers, what are they looking for? Backcourt help? What do the Bulls have to help you? No, nothing. Jerrion Grant, Denzel Valentine, you're going to give up those guys for Okafor? You know, throwing maybe Bobby Portis, too. But he's like a different style of frontcourt player in Portis. So that would be interesting. I'm not sure what value the Bulls can offer. Rajon Rondo? Rajon Rondo for Okafor? Because if you look at the situation, if it would be Rondo for Okafor, it would have to be somebody else along with that. Because why would the Sixers just take Rondo? But in that situation, it would be the Sixers thinking that they're a legitimate playoff threat, right? Because they wouldn't just go out and get a veteran unless they want him to develop the young players and, and teach. Because Rondo has proven here in Chicago that he's willing to work with young players, and they kind of gravitate towards them. So that's something of note. Uh, also, before really diving into this Okafor conversation, which I may have already started, uh, the Bulls currently 25-25 and 25 in the East, 7th seated right now, coming off two wins here on Friday, February 3rd, uh, scoring over 120 points in each, beating the Thunder, beating the Sixers. And, boy, this, I don't know what this Bulls team is, guys. They're so... Over like if I had to bet in Vegas, what would I say about the Chicago Bulls? I don't, I couldn't commit, right? Because one day they look awful, they're falling apart, guys are taking sides in the locker room, right? They're drawing lines, and then the other day they're shooting sixty percent on the floor. Like, how does that happen? Dwayne Wade sometimes looks like he's twenty six, other times he looks like he's forty six. They have Jimmy Butler coming out the game after he called out his team having the worst performance of his life, and then he responds with one of, one of a really efficient performance. We know Jimmy Baller. We know the type of player that he is. So we're not going to have that conversation. He's really good. But what is this Bulls team? What is this Bulls team? I'll tell you what. 7th seed versus the Raptors. That could be an interesting series. Ladies and gentlemen, that could be. But we, we all know where this is going. Taj Gibson's going to walk after this season. Bulls definitely don't have the money to re-sign him. So, are they going to commit to a big man like Jalil Okafor? It would be interesting uh you know people should take solace in the fact that you know a young center with control well the bulls would have to sign him but you assume they would if you know they trade for him they'll have one more season of Okafor before he's a, a free agent so that wouldn't make sense if they traded for him for just a year and then let him walk but it is the bulls you never know what they're thinking so we'll see what happens there but Okafor the value that you have in him I could compare him to maybe a Paul Gasol, who can't shoot. I don't know. If somebody could say that I'm wrong, but that's really what I see. And the Sixers were never really high in him. Career, he's an average, averaging 15.1 points per game this season, averaging 11.4. Not too bad. His numbers are down really because he's not getting as much minutes as really you would assume a guy like Okafor would, only averaging 23 per game, especially because of this crowded front court. That's what it is. So. I would honestly be okay with it. I would it just I don't understand I don't know what they would give up for Okafor. It would have to be a young player. Maybe like Valentine. I think they like Zipser so he'll probably stay, right? Or will he? Bobby Portis, Jruean Grant, McDermott, Miritich, those guys are on the table. And I wouldn't want to see McDermott go. How much value do you see in McDermott cuz uh I think it could be something. I mean, he doesn't... Oh, man. See? See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying with this Chicago Bulls team? With the way the roster's set up now and the direction that they have, which is nowhere, I would have to consider them or call them a heterogeneous mixture of guys. Guys that are together, but physically separate, right? Because what is this? What do you have? What do you have here? What's the, where's the value? It's Jimmy Butler. It's Dwayne Wade. But that, What else? There's guys all over the court court just floating around. You know, Miritich is, I'm just about done with him. I say this a lot. It's about done with him. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams, boy. Boy, you're excited about Michael Carter-Williams? Come on. (laughs) That's a problem. So, I mean, we're always going back to this conversation of you got to start over, right? You got to commit to rebuilding. And I guess acquiring a guy like Okafor would be a step in that direction. I would say that I'm for the Oakle trade, but only on the premise that there's really nothing else going for the Bulls and that he's a young center that maybe they can build around. Maybe he could, with more experience on the floor, can develop his game into something because he's still really young, right? He's entering his first contract season, however, so he's going to cost some, especially today's market. So you're going to be committing a lot of money to that. Uh, Gibson's going to be off the books, though. I mean, Butler's going to be on the books for another three years, two after this season, I believe, or three after this season. He signed a five-year deal, whatever it is. Uh, Wade, he already said he might not come back. You never know. And then Rondo, this is probably a year rental. He might not even be gone by the end of this season, before the end of this season. Nobody knows what this Bulls team anymore. Guys are looking at Paul Zipser as 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 a player who puts forth valuable minutes for this team. So Okafor adding to the mix, eh, eh, right? Eh, That's what I would say. That's what I would characterize it as. Who would you give it up for in your opinion? Guys, I want your opinion here. Tell me if maybe I'm off base here. Maybe I'm not seeing something that you are. Just explain it to me, right? Just explain it to me and tell me who you think on this roster would be enough to get the deal done and you're okay with seeing part with the Chicago Bulls. I'm interested to see your opinions. So let me know. Down below in the comments. Drop a like if you could. It really helps out the channel. Right now, Okafor, after this season, has a club option of almost $5 million, And then he'll be a restricted free agent. So the Bulls will likely pick that up. Maybe even sign him to an extension. This is all hypothetical. Never know. Right? I just, uh Ugh. Bulls. Ah, balls. That's going to do it. I'm, I'm going to cut this podcast short today. I'm not going to keep you here all day. I just wanted to throw out a couple subjects to you and get your thoughts because there are two very pressing ones with a lot of, I guess, power to them because it could be franchise-changing moves for both teams that I talked about today. The Bears interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. Bulls, rumored to be interested in Jalil Okafor. I think it'd be an interesting move for the Bulls to go after him. I think it would be an awesome move for the Bears to go get Jimmy G, but a lot of time left before the Bears kick off, really the free agent period, the trade period, as well as the draft, so there's going to be much, much more topics on the Chicago Bears on behind the pen. Stay tuned right here for that. Also, I'm, I'm going to talk Bulls because the Bulls season in full swing, 25 and 25 right now, looking to chase the playoffs. What do you think, guys? Think 42 wins will get into the playoffs? I, I'd peg it at 42 over under 41 and a half. So I'd go with that. I would go with that. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Behind the Pen. I know it's short. Next week will not be as short. Well, I hope it won't be. <laughs> Otherwise, my name is Mike Rankin. This is mostvaluablepodcast.com, where we have tons of sports conversation for you. Also, entertainment as well. Go to blogtalkradio.com backslash mostvaluablepodcast to check out everything that we have to offer. Really appreciate you guys listening. Thank you all on YouTube listening to this segment. And as always, guys, we will see you all next time. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at mostvaluablepod for more great podcasts.